0: Welcome to Streams
1: of Progress, where we bring you weekly conversations with many of the UAE's prominent leaders and thinkers. Each of our guests are actively contributing to the vitality of the UAE community and economy. Our goal in the podcast is to inspire you to drive progress in your professional and personal life. Hey everyone, this is Mero. This week, I had a chance to sit down with BIA, the leading environmental management company, to discuss the various sustainability projects they are undertaking, from their upcoming state-of-the-art sustainable headquarters and their waste-to-energy initiative. These are just two highlights from the many energy and sustainability ventures they are pursuing. This time, we're doing a double episode feature with Nada Tarayam, Director of Civil and Architectural Projects at BIA, and Mohammed Bin Kuwer, Senior Manager for Energy Projects. I hope you enjoy the episodes. So let's dive right in. So we're at BIA's head office, sitting with Nadat Ariyam, Director of Civil and Architectural Projects. So I know there's a lot of interesting things you guys are doing with the new headquarters. But before we get into that, if we can go a bit about you, who you are, yeah. and how you ended up at BIA.
0: Um, so I'm an architect. I studied architecture um, at, the university, at, at the American University in Sharjah to begin with. And then I continued to do my master's degree at the Architectural Association in London under the Design Research Lab program. Um, So from there on, I joined BIA um, to head the headquarters project. It's been five years years. since 2013. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, and we're here, 2019.
1: And while you were doing your program in London... Were there any specific projects or disciplines you were particularly interested in?
0: Um, well, it was uh, heavily research-based uh, in terms of materials, in terms of innovation, in terms of technology. Um, the co-founder of our program is Patrick Schumacher, who is uh, who used to be Zaha's partner at the firm and now is a director at Zaha Hadid Architects as well. Um, and so, you know, I sort of come from the same school of thought, uh, at Zaha's and, um, yeah.
1: What would you say makes up that school of thought? What are some principles or what's the direction it tends to go towards?
0: It's heavily employing research and nowadays research that's based on programming, based on Uh, material research based on things that are uh, inherited from nature um, and using those rules of nature to employ them within the architectural design. Um, So using algorithms from nature to sort of inherit those uh, values to adopt into architecture practices.
1: So the spaces themselves have a bit of biomimicry? Like you look at nature, you look at... Like you out the algorithms that yes, exist in nature. Yes, yes,
0: yes. It, it, it tends to employ biomimicry within sort of forming those architectural spatial languages and formal languages as well.
1: And prior to joining BIA, were there any projects you engaged in? Was there something called Shelter Zero?
0: I, with uh, myself and my two uh, friends, we had a practice called Architecture and Other Things, Um, And that's my personal sort of um, architectural uh, practice. Um, And we, we tend to work on projects that explore alternative models of sustainable design. We saw a gap in the design space and we felt the need to address those issues of sustainability.
1: And that's based uh, here in Sharjah? In Sharjah,
0: yeah. But we tend to participate in projects all around the Emirates.
1: And that's still ongoing. That's your own practice. So if we can move on to the upcoming headquarters Mm -hmm. and the design there. So how did the concept of the headquarters come about Because it has this specific shape. We'll we'll share an image of what it looks like.
0: So um, the headquarters design is inspired by its context, which is a desert. The shape of the building takes form of two large dunes um, that intersect in the middle to form this interesting spatial language. And that space is where um, light enters into the building. So it's very interesting in terms of you know this building sitting in the middle of the desert, and while visitors approach the building, you know they're encountered um, by you know nature uh, on one on one sort of, and you know while driving to site, you tend to see camels and things like that. So so um, and then you're you're you know exposed to this magnificent architecture which is very striking because there's really nothing around it. So the building itself is um, not only an architectural uh, sort of iconic landmark, but it also aims to be uh, the most sustainable building, if not in the UAE, then the region. It's also aiming to achieve um, you know, excellence in innovation and in technology, so to be the smart office of the future, And even uh, in terms of, you know, constructability is a very complex process that we tended to to go through. Um, It's something that the region is not used to and something that, you know, pushes the boundary in architecture and construction and sustainability and innovation.
1: So is the materials also used for the building in some way? Related to this, like contextually? Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, so we tended to use... um, A lot of the materials are locally sourced and are produced, you know, just a few miles away from the headquarters and factories in, uh, you know, in Sharjah and Ajman and close by. The materials used do also respect the environment. So, you know, they don't act as an intruder to that environment, but sits well Within its context, a portion of uh, the materiality is also recycled. So we tended to um, sort of tick all of all of the boxes that um, would help us, you know, uh, make a, a bigger change within the construction industry in the UAE.
1: The way you've described it, it sounds like it's going to be an architectural landmark. Is it going to be open maybe to the public to at least visit or to tour?
0: For or? sure, yeah. I mean, it's going it's going to have a portion where we have our offices, so the employees' offices, but also another portion where it's open to the public and engages the public. So we do have a visitor center, an auditorium, a research lab, uh, an open space, uh, courtyard, a cafe where we will welcome visitors in to tell them more about the building, about BIA, about sustainability and so yeah I mean we do, it's not going to be completely open for public but scheduled visits for visitors for sure
1: But the fact you planned a visitor center and an auditorium clearly does have an aspect that's public centric
0: Yeah for sure, Um, I mean it was very important for us to actually you know have this showcase of a building um, open to the public to learn from from the project itself and from BIA
1: And this was designed in conjunction with Zaha Hadid Architects. Yeah. So what was it like working with them? I know you said you already yeah. had some experience. I mean,
0: <laughs> it was very easy for them to have a client <laughs> <laughs> who thinks the same way that they do. But it's very interesting because they tend to push the boundaries um, in, every, you know, in every city that they come and construct a building in. Uh, they tend to work with the uh, with you know with the local materialities, with the local um, contractors, with the local skill in the market, and so and adapt you know their design towards that. It's very interesting to see you know the building from the concept stage evolving into it being you know almost ninety percent completed on site. Um, and the level of details that they take care of uh, is what matters in the end. Because if you have an amazing render of a building, it does not necessarily translate into real life unless you really take care of each and every detail. And that's what they do best, um, the attention to detail and the attention to um, uh, translating design into what they've envisioned is um, is a very interesting aspect of working with Zaha Hadid.
1: When did you start engaging with them?
0: Um, Two thousand and thirteen. So the project started as a competition between three international architects, uh, and upon presenting the concepts to the ruler of Sharjah, His Highness Sheikh Sultan Al Qasimi, he chose a Zaha Hadid proposal because it was by far, you know, the best. Proposal that integrated sustainability and architecture seemingly together. And from there on, I mean, design took around two and a half years, um, and we started construction two years ago.
1: Let's go back to some of the highlights you mentioned. It's very sustainable.
0: So the headquarters is going to achieve the LEED Platinum Certification, Hopefully, crossing fingers. Um, And that's the highest rating of uh, green building certification in in the U.S. And under that, um, there are so many different points that we had to achieve uh, within the building. So we do have uh, a solar scope, which covers um, a great deal of power in the building. So it's covered by solar PVs. We do have energy conservation methods, water conservation methods within the building. Uh, and as I've mentioned before, uh, a portion of the materials used are recycled. Um, even during construction, you need to take measures in terms of reducing you know, your consumption and reducing your waste and recycling your waste. So we're currently doing all of that. We're also uh, in the external landscaping, we're using native plants, um, which, you know, use up less water as possible. And in the future, we're also aiming for the building to be a zero carbon uh, because B.S. planning its own solar PV project, which will be connected to the project and which will help us to achieve that zero carbon aim.
1: Will that be at the headquarters
0: site? So um, just across the road from the headquarter site is our waste management complex, where uh manages its waste. Uh, we have around 12 to 13 recycling facilities, uh, and we have our uh, fully engineered landfill so by the end of 2019, we're hoping to close up a portion of that landfill and use that landfill as a solar PV um, project. We also have our waste to energy recycling facility, which will also help us, you know, uh, use up a lot of uh, the waste collected and landfill as less as possible from the waste. So I mean, it all works together in terms of um, creating the sustainable vision for BIA and BIA headquarters is, is one of uh, one of these aims
1: leading my example if your vision is this your actual headquarters represents what
0: you do. yeah so we're opening the door up for people to actually um, respect the environment and aim for a higher sustainability ratings and it's possible uh, and it it need not be, you know, a box for a building to achieve a high sustainability rating. You can still create a beautifully designed building and at the same time achieve sustainable um, goals.
1: So if you don't mind, we'll now move on to a bit about yourself.
0: Okay, back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of architects, were there any specific role models you looked to when you were studying or prior to even becoming an architect?
0: I mean, I'd have to say Zaha Hadid uh, tops that list. I mean, I love a lot of architects around the world and I love buildings of um, famous architects. But Zaha's uh, story is a very inspiring one because when as a female architect, when she first started, she struggled to find jobs. Um, she struggled to find people who took her seriously. Uh, people thought that her... And rightfully so. People thought that her views were very futuristic. And I think the design and the construction industry now is picking up on what Zaha's uh, aspirations were. Because, you know, now with computer engineering and um, the advancements in technology and software, you're able to calculate those curvilinear forms and forms that we were not able to compute back in the day. So whenever you see a Zaha building or even, I mean, from a master plan all the way down to like a candle holder or a cup, you know that it's Zaha. So she has a very strong formal language that you can pick up in anything she designs. And you can't say that for any other... I I can't possibly think of any other architect that I can say that about. And that's what's special to me about Zaha is that... um, She has a very strong formal language that can continue on and that can inspire people and architects to believe in themselves and believe in what they're capable of doing and that one day people will actually take them seriously and, you know, aspire to build a Zaha Hadid building.
1: Are there any personal design routines you tend to do in your workday? What you're describing is a lot of observations or the ability to observe the natural world. Is there anything specific you tend to do when thinking of new ideas, new concepts?
0: I think, you know, the environment inspires a lot of our work and inspires me personally. I think in the UAE, we have a very interesting sort of natural fabric that, that inspires all of us. And there is so much that we can build upon just by looking at, let's say, the desert. Um, let's say the palm tree or something like that because we tend to sort of look outward when we want to you know think of ideas but sometimes it's best to look at you know culturally what's available and to build on that Um, you know every day I drive to site and I'm just you know looking at these interesting trees and plants that survive in the middle of the desert and I find it very interesting that you know these trees. How did they even manage to you know survive in a very harsh environment like the the desert and in the UAE and you know very high temperatures? And I tend to respect that and tend to sort of not want to, you know, whenever a new project come, comes up, you know, land is just wiped up, and I would rather just you know respect that and build around, like a, let's say, a tree or a plant or you know, a natural formed dune. So I don't know if I uh, answered your question. I, but <laughs> I think you went on to something
1: even larger. <laughs> so speaking of day to day, are there any specific habits you have in your work? Like you said, you go to site most days.
0: Most of my days, yeah, I am on site just because we have so many issues to deal with and it's better to deal directly with a site team and and aspiring to see, you know, from our window, the building just being built. <laughs> Well, I tend to make my coffee every day, so that's the only sane moment I have. <laughs> it's a
1: specific time every day?
0: Um, Usually, yeah. Whenever I walk into the office, I need that dose of caffeine. That's the
1: only thing that's...
0: That's the only sane moment when I'm alone and like, leave me alone. <laughs> Let me do my coffee and then come talk to me. <laughs> Doesn't usually happen, but yeah, I mean...
1: So we'll move on to our rapid fire questions. Just could be short answer, long answer, up to you. Is there a specific book you enjoy that you would like to gift or you have gifted to people in the past?
0: There are many books that I've gifted different people. I'm currently reading um, Becoming by Michelle Obama, and I'd like to gift it to all of my friends for sure. It's a very inspiring story and very humbling one to see someone, you know, from a very humble background, become Michelle Obama, and if it's possible to love her even more, you will <laughs> you will end up loving her more after reading that book.
1: Anything else?
0: Because um, that's a recent one. Is
1: there anything in the past that you have, like you the said, gifted?
0: Past there is a book that's called Loving Frank, and it's about the architect Frank Lloyd Wright, and it's also. An interesting story about his personal life and his career and how these two intertwine together and one comes in the way of the other. So
1: so you like biographies in some way?
0: I do. Yeah, I do. I do like biographies. Yeah, <laughs> I guess.
1: So with Expo 2020 coming, we're going to have a lot of tourists exploring all the mm-hmm, Emirates. Mm-hmm. If there's a message we could post on billboards to the tourists or people visiting the country yeah what would you like to say on that billboard could be visual could be text what would you like people visiting from around the world to know about either the emirates or just a message for them
0: i'd like to advertise where the headquarters i it's because people usually don't expect a project like that to emerge you know somewhere just far off uh, away from the city center of sharjah so I'd love for people to visit and make it, you know, people visiting the expo, let's say, make it part of their itinerary, you know, to visit um, the headquarters as one of the landmarks of the UAE, if not the region. So I'd say something about, you know, opening this fall or something like that, visit via headquarters. So when
1: is it planning to open?
0: It's um, uh, fall of 2019. 2019, oh, this yeah, year? Okay. this year.
1: I know this was an interesting project. But if there was another dream project you could initiate for the UAE, Mm -hmm. what would you like to see? Could be sustainable, could be whatever you feel the UAE could use.
0: I think a larger sort of project would be something like, you know, um, in Singapore, when I went to the Marina Bay Sands area and... There are so many different elements that they've built there. It used to be it, it used to be an old fishing bay that they've renovated and turned into this amazing tourist experience um, with trees that talk about sustainability and different projects that are built around the environment of Singapore. So I'd like to build a project like that for the UAE because like I've said like there are so many interesting aspects of the UAE's environment that we need to tell a story about. And I think it would be, you know, a a whole master plan talking about, um, with projects, exploring about the environment of the UAE and about how can we bring the heritage and turn it into a more sustainable contemporary sort of architecture Something like that would be of interest to me. Something that
1: incorporates the natural element, but also the cultural element.
0: And, you know, wrapping it up in a contemporary way.
1: It's very interesting. I can't imagine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how would that look like, but I mean, um, and I'm not generalizing here. I think a lot of the projects right now are commercially driven. And I would like to see less of that and more of, you know, genuine care for... Creating something that reflects who we are, uh, that reflects, you know, the UAE's mission and vision and drive it in, in an architectural sort of uh, path. So I think there's a lot of gap and a lot of room for, for exploring that in the future.
1: I think, like you said, we've seen a lot of commercial projects. We haven't seen that many of what you're describing right now.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what we're trying and starting to do with bia headquarters. It's demanding more from your architectural environment, from the built form, while still respecting the environment and respecting the context of where you're building and creating it.
1: I hope it comes true. <laughs> you you <laughs> have too. a chance to work on something <laughs> like that. Lastly, do you have any words of wisdom you would like to share with our listeners?
0: I would say, um, you know, like what I said right now is demand more from your built environment. It's not just a shelter, but it's something that speaks to all of your senses. And so whenever, you know, you're moving into a new apartment, a new house, building your new house, just don't go for the status quo. Just um, question question that and question um you know does this space speak to me what is this doing to my higher intellect (laughs) you know um because architecture is not just about you know brick and mortar it's more about how people react to it how people feel in a space what memories are you gonna you know um bring up in in that space and 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 architecture, and not just you know a building, architecture, which is the art of designing a building, is very important. And people should really consider design as a day-to-day uh, aspect, and not just something in the background.
1: You just made me think about something. Uh, our experiences are created in these spaces, and it made me think, well, when we recall memories from our past we usually can visualize the space when i was five i was in this space when i was 10 i was in this space
0: yeah and you visualize colors as well yeah i think colors is color and texture are very important sensory sort of elements that you tend to remember and associate with so these are also very important um to consider you know in architecture and design
1: Lastly, is there any place listeners can go learn more about either the BIA headquarters, architecture, and other things? Well,
0: on Instagram, you can find the BIA headquarters account, which is BIA HQ. Architecture and other things is architecture and other things as well. On Instagram? Um, Yes, on Instagram. And you can also find our website, BIA, dot A-E. And um, there's a section on the headquarters there as well.
1: Thank you for being on the show.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
1: You can find this episode's show notes on our website at streamsofprogress.com That's B-E-A-H. We'd love to connect with you, so follow us on Facebook and Instagram or reach out via our website. If you can please take a few minutes to give us an honest rating on iTunes, this really makes a huge difference and improves our ability to reach more people in the UAE and beyond. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to seeing you next week on Streams of Progress.